What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have two magnificent guests. Aston Wallace is here. Hello, hello, people. And we've got the John Koppel. Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me. And we all went to school together growing up. Middle to high school, C.G. had to go to a different high school where Jesus attended. Uh, Jesus wasn't at your guys' first school. Off. Uh, definitely, we went to elementary school together. Uh, we're all Thomas Fitz, except for CG. Uh, sorry, CG. The rest of us, middle school. So let's take it back. Okay, okay. He's right. He's right. The only school we all went together was middle. But the rest of us, yes. Thomas Fitzwater, represent. Um, so I want to start off by saying that a good friend of ours... She was in a hit and run, and we just want to say that we love you and we support you. Um, I want to read something from her mother real quick. Do you guys want to add anything to that? We're praying for you. We've got you. You guys can add, and then I'm going to read this from her mom. Uh, just something to clarify to listeners, she was not in a car. Uh, a vehicle hit her on, you know, her feet. So it was extra horrific and, and scary. And, you know, we're, we're all thinking about her and, and, you know, praying for a full recovery. And uh, just a thought I have, not to be a little bit corny in the PSA kind of sense of it, but just like, don't drive like a dickhead, you know, like, Honestly, I, I know it, it's, it feels like a very immature thing when you see people and it's not just young people, you know, they fly around and, uh, you know, especially in bike lanes or in neighborhoods where there's a lot of pedestrians, like, dude, it's not, it's not fucking necessary. You don't need, even if you're completely selfish and you don't care what about other people, you ruin your own life. Okay, if that's if that's what you know the the logic that I would have to appeal to there, and I've got kids, uh, so maybe I've become more sensitive to it. Um, but yeah, people need to chill and be a little bit more present behind the wheel and and just take it easy. So. Seriously, I when I drive, the amount of monsters that are out there just unnecessarily jeopardizing other people's lives. Like I really appreciate what you said. You know, I may or may not hex those people. No, I'm joking. I don't even know how to hex. But I definitely make them feel that I am. Because I think if you're driving like that, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be on this planet. Maybe you can go to a planet where there are angry reptilians just being monsters to each other. Because on this planet, on this planet, we drive kindly. So if you don't, 
We are going to probably find you. Sorry for that. <laughs> dri driving on this planet is actually probably a mistake. And I look forward to the days where we go to not having just any individual just slinging around a one ton piece of metal while they eat their breakfast or talk on the phone, text somebody, do their makeup. We shouldn't be like a decent amount of people responsible driving cars most of the time. But honestly, we need to give up the keys, get a bike, just ride around and you'll be fine. I like how Aston said it's a it's a one ton piece of metal because like you don't you don't really remember that until like something goes wrong with it. Yeah. And you got total control like you're totally controlling this this vehicle. And uh yeah, it's just uh it's a shame. I wanna tell yeah. Jackie our thoughts and our prayers are with her too, just so she knows we all got her back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry if I wasn't as eloquent. I've been quite emotional this week. So um, I do want to read this from her mother. It says, plea from a loving mother. Friends, I write to you as a mom. At approximately 11 p.m. on Friday night, August 27, 2021, I received a hysterical phone call from my daughter's fiance, telling me that she had been struck by a car while waiting to cross the street. He heard her scream, watched her body flying one way and her lower leg another. The driver never stopping, a hit and run. When I arrived at Penn Presbyterian Hospital in West Philadelphia, she was already in the operating room to stop internal bleeding and attempt to reattach her traumatically severed leg. Over the past three weeks, I have mostly been at the ICU beside bedside of my beautiful and compassionate daughter. I am thankful that she is alive, that she has not suffered brain damage or paralysis, and that I'm able to hold the hand of my daughter's broken body. When I say broken, I'm referring to her traumatically severed lower left leg that could not be reattached, her fractured neck that has now been surgically fused, her two bro broken arms, her pelvis fractured in multiple places that was surgically wired back together, and multiple fractured ribs which had to be surgically plated. She had been on a ventilator for close to three weeks, finally weaned off yesterday, and has a trachea, I don't know how to say this properly, tracheostomy and a gastrostomy feeding tube. She may yet require additional surgeries. Additionally, she has bilateral pneumonia. I have been, oh, this word I can't, I've been buoyed, buoyed, Buoyed. Buoyed. buoyed up by the outpouring of support from our family, friends, my students, and colleagues. What do I think about as I sit holding her hand? How could a person hit my daughter, obliterating her life as she and I have known it, and leave her on the side of the road, not even stopping to offer help? The knowledge that you so harshly injured another human being must be an extremely difficult burden to carry. I want to believe in the best. If that person were to come forward, I would do my best to understand. People make mistakes. Maybe they were distracted for a moment and didn't see her at night. Maybe they were under the influence of drugs or alcohol and were fright frightened of the consequences if they stopped. But their failure to come forward makes me think they are not sorry. They do not wish to apologize. They do not feel they did anything wrong. This makes me fearful this will happen again to another innocent soul. 
They will not change their ways, their habits. I want to forgive, but I must first understand. I can't change what happened to my daughter. I don't know when the deep pain I feel every waking minute of every day will lessen. For the sake of all of you who cross streets every day, please help me take this person away from the steering wheel of a motor vehicle and off the street so this individual will never again harm an innocent person. Anyone who may know or suspect the identity of the driver, please, please contact the 22nd precinct of the Philadelphia Police Department. Most sincerely, loving mother of a beautiful young woman. So, um, I know that's an intense start to a comedy podcast, but it is a very dear childhood friend of ours, and we just wanted her to know that we love her and her mother, and we are here for whatever they need. At least I am. I won't offer that from all of us, but um, I'll do what I can to just be there. So anything you guys want to add before I move on? Uh, yeah, no, that just, that, that, that's, that's, that's really like uh, pretty, pretty terrible and horrific. And I really feel for Paula and I just, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to Paula. I mean, I've been, I was, me and Paul were pretty close, and me and Jack's little brother were pretty close, and that that I you know I know they're going through a lot, and uh, uh, this is actually something I just found out about this week, and it's it's a it's a lot. So I really I really wish Jackie the best, and I wish your mom and family the best, and her fiance, and you know, fuck people. Um, that, that's really shitty. Um, yeah, I I actually it made me think for a moment that like. You know, it would be hard if this happened to, like, a, a parent of yours or something. But if it happened to your child, like, what her mom's actually going through, uh, like, yeah, that's your child laying there helpless and broken. And that must be so difficult. Because, you know, you know, once you have a child, you want to, you want to, uh, you don't want them to feel any pain. Like, you take it on for them. Yeah. So we, we definitely love them and we'll do anything we can to help. And, uh, and also, uh, to all the parents out there, don't be afraid to scare the shit out of your kids. <laughs> Tell them about stuff like this. Let them know. Stay off the roads. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> also, in other sad news that Koppel let me know today was that Norm McDonald passed. I don't know how I missed that. Um, I, I saw all these stand-up videos coming up of him and I didn't get the message. He had you thought everyone was just finally coming around to like to Norm, and you're like, dude, yeah, obviously he's great. You're like, you know what? He is pretty good. I never really realized. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad people are finally paying some respect. I thought he had a new, you know, special out that was being promoted, and that he was talking about having cancer in it, and that everyone was just loving what he had put out. You know, I didn't see anything that said, like, rest in peace. So that's what I thought. And interestingly enough, I made that in high school, and I always thought it looked like Norm MacDonald. I know it's pretty far from you guys. It's like a collage. But it was so weird because I didn't mean for it to look like him. But my whole life, I've had this interesting collage. And I'm like, hey, Norm. <laughs> it's just like a really <laughs> random thing. So I kind of had to show it today for the podcast and the visual because... Norm's been in my in my life artistically for a bit, but yeah, he's he's a great comic. John, do you want to add anything? I know you're a huge fan. 
I'm a huge fan of Norm. I love him. I find him so funny. And of I wouldn't say that he's like my top three or four favorite comics, but he's probably the comic that I most prone to going down like a YouTube rabbit hole and watching clip after clip of him because he's such a great, or he was, I hate the tense uh, changing there, but he was such a great uh, guest on talk shows. And he always was, especially on Conan, but also on Letterman. And uh, he's just so funny and so quick and so unique. Um, it just, I think I was telling you guys earlier that obviously doing comedy at a lower level, you get to see a lot of really bad standup. And bad standup is usually an impression of a way better standup. Nobody ever did a Norm impression because everybody knows you can't do Norm. He's just his own thing. He's singular. And, um, you know, nobody's like him. And I, I saw him live one time and 75% of the audience hated it. <laughs> and I was probably, I was in the 25% laughing so hard that it hurt. And my wife was getting pissed at me because she thought I was fucking with her. And I was like, I can't, this dude, this guy yeah. kills me. He's he just, he was so good. Um, yeah. I, I would also recommend, like Kapo said, just it's a it's a there's go go on a little YouTube uh, thing because his interviews are are killer, uh, especially interviews when he's got like other people up there with him. Um, he 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 he. I really in, appreciate how much he would kind of shit on the industry and do the things that you're not supposed to do. And be like, yeah, this sucks. Oh yeah, that that sucks. Your movie, your movie's gonna suck. Bill Maher, he sucks. Just like he's just like whatever, it all fucking sucks. You um, see the Courtney Thorne Smith one was, on Conan. Yeah, it's great. The, <laughs> she was about to be in the uh, the Carrot Top movie, and he just started shitting on Carrot Top in the middle of her interview where she's doing like, He's like, what's, what's the movie called? Oh, Carrot Top's in it. I know what it's called. Box Office Poison. <laughs> 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 and then she says, no, it's called chairman of the board. And he goes, oh, I bet board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> she's, like, she's on a TV show trying to promote her shit. And he's like, yeah, fuck your show. <laughs> I mean, the dude um, yeah. lost the weekend update spot from shitting on OJ too much when he knew that the head of NBC was personal friends with OJ. That's yeah. a, a lot of people in comedy. They want to be the I don't give a fuck guy. But he was the ultimate of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, R.I.P. Norm. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. So our next topic, I have to say, was CG's idea. <laughs> <laughs> And, but, I, but I agreed with it. Um, Koppel didn't know exactly we should go with this, but I'm down. West Coast versus East Coast rap. But we're talking like Biggie Tupac. <laughs> we're talking like when we were younger. Because I don't... This is because it was my ideas because Aston's on the West Coast now. And so, you know, it's just we just brought some West Coast flavor to the podcast and so that's why I thought it would be appropriate. 
It's because I'm black and you wanted to talk about rap. Yeah, what the fuck, Seach? <laughs> just say it. I was waiting for one of you guys to say it. I, I, didn't, I didn't, and, you didn't say and that yourself. 90, 90s rap at that. Yeah. Which one of these four faces do you want to hear talking hip-hop? Me and Koppel and Kate are kind of no 90s rap. But then yeah. if we did anywhere after 2000, I think we might be lost. And so that's why it was kind of, it was a whole bunch of different ideas swirled into this one beautiful idea that I made about West Coast, East Coast rap to discuss right now. Well, let me, can I ask Aston a question? Because I know, mm -hmm. Aston, you obviously discuss Kanye a lot. <coughs> What's Kanye considered now? What coast? Is that even as a, relevant? A, a, a god um, is what he's considered. He's considered a god. Uh, so I don't, I don't, what, what coast does God reside over? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he's everywhere. Um, technically, uh, Kanye is a Midwest rapper as he's out of Chicago, but according to Sade and Snoop Dogg, um, that is a coast cause they both have the lyric coast to coast LA to Chicago in their songs. Um, and there's no coast in Chicago, but no one told Sade or Snoop that. So I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Kanye would be East Coast, but yeah, again, a god. That's so, a great answer. I didn't think we'd get anything that good. That's yeah. fantastic. I want to. I ask, already told you who I am, a god. Sorry, I love Kanye. <laughs> I want to ask, and then and then I'm gonna let CG and John take it over if you guys really want to talk about this topic, but. How did you feel about Kim Kardashian's Met Gala outfit? Did you see it where it was like a complete, she looked like a silhouette. It was a complete yeah. black outfit. It was sleek. It looked like a black me. stocking that she kind of pulled over her entire body, like a huge ass black stocking. That's how I want to describe um, it to the listeners. It had I, some, yeah, I'll let Aston talk. Yeah, so uh, for me, uh, and and granted, you know, Kim did that leading up to that. That's all Kanye's been doing for the last month and a half, right? Kanye, you ain't seen Kanye's face in like a month and a half, two months. He's been just messed up for everything. Granted, different colored masks, different themes. The last one he ended on was the all black. Kim has been rocking that to several different events leading up to it. She did like this crazy fucking leather bondage looking one like the night before. She did another one before. Here's my problem with it at the Met Gala. Um, I think they needed to switch it up because, and maybe everyone doesn't follow the news as close as I do, but I'm, I'm all up in the international news. I'm all up in what's happening in Afghanistan. Literally the day before in Afghanistan, the Taliban announced the new dress code for women now that they're allowed back to school segregated with a special curriculum. And that is for the first time making Afghan, Afghan students wear this completely black, black face covering, black headdress, black thing, which like Afghan women that I know were like, yo, they never made them do this before. This is a weird new Darth Vader-y look. And it was kind of shocking. And that was like the day before all those images came out. And then the next day, here's Kim at the Met Gala in this all black thing. And for me, I didn't, I thought it was a little tone deaf. Um, I know it's fashion. If it was it maybe any other time, I'd be like, all right, that's kind of dope because you're doing something fresh and new. But timing for me was like, mm, fashion don't matter that much. You could have did something else. 
Yo, Aston knows his shit, dude. We have to have him on more. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking rocked my world with all that, man. I yeah. thought like, you'd have to show him a picture of what ha- what it was because you had to show me a picture. And then he knew all the background. Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Conservative parents in my school district would be pissed with that <laughs> Afghan policy. They're losing their minds over their kids wearing masks. They wouldn't be having it. As, yeah. a, as a Kanye super fan, do you care about his fashion as much as his music? I don't give a shit about his fashion. I literally okay. don't, don't but, care at all. Like I know some people like really do. And if I'm arguing about the, uh, you know, the greatness of Kanye, I will bring up his fashion success, but I don't, I don't give a shit about fashion. Like, if I did, if I didn't know his clothes were thousands of dollars, I would have thought they were tens of dollars, and I would be like, "Great, I don't give a shit. Make some music. Don't care." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So, yeah. if you guys don't mind me moving to this topic, it's the whole Biden's trying to start. I just real quick wanted to say, um, I just really quick wanted to say, um, you know, if you didn't want a topic from me. You shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, he said East Coast versus West Coast. We talked about Kim Kardashian's outfit and then moved past the topic. Yeah. We didn't even talk about an East Coast or West Coast rapper. We talked yeah. about a the Chicago only... rapper, his wife, and moved on. So, so Kate, my, that mean, was the best East Coast, West Coast rap debate I've ever been involved in. That, it was dope. It was dope. I had a good time. I'm not I just realized this. as I was asking how much I don't care and I wanted to move on. I was like, because, yeah, it's like, what are we talking about? Like Puff Daddy and the family and like. Well, 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 actually, uh, Jermaine Dupree just challenged Diddy to a versus battle. And Diddy said, no, 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 no. The only person that can hold it down with me is Dr. Dre. Setting up a Diddy versus Dr. Dre, a.k.a. a classic East Coast versus West Coast <laughs> rap battle. So it's not not timely because that's, that's on the topic. I stand correct. Wait a second. But neither of them right. Do they? They both. All right. So uh, versus the original versus battle started between Timberland and Swiss Beat, uh, both being producers. So they just played songs that they produced. So there is a precedent for producers to do a versus battle, 20 songs each, songs that they produced or executive produced. What the fuck is that? Is Rick Rubin yeah. going to be in the next one? Like, he doesn't make music, but he's like, yo, check out this Chili Peppers album <laughs> that I helped produce. Like, what is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's basically it. So Dr. Dre would have access to, uh, you know, all of, uh, uh, he would have access to NWA, Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent, and maybe even, like, Kendrick Lamar, some other people like that, while Diddy would have, you know, Mary J. Blige, Biggie, Maze, um, The Locks, Lil' but Kim, a, all that. And it'd be a battle of that. But it's a live battle. Where it's they will be so live, like, songs. hit play. Yeah, they have a DJ. Diddy would just be, like, shaking and stuff. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But it would, it would, it would, it, it, it it's going to be dope if they do it because I mean it would be better if Diddy did it because Diddy's got more personality than Dr. Dre. But we're we're bringing it back. Okay, 
I stand corrected. I'm so, so fucking confused. I, so it was I got your back, Steve. And it was awesome. That's basically what Aston saying, and he's he's yeah, he's right. I got yeah. my finger on the pole. I hope every topic is just Aston rescuing us because we don't even know anything. That's all it is so far. It's like the theme is just bring up shit that Aston's the only one that has anything to contribute. And he knows everything about it, dude. I love this. I want to have him on every week. So hold on, listeners. Aston's a hilarious comedian and a successful lawyer. So he also just like does legitimately know things. He just yeah. be knowing shit. And yeah, we know that, so we yeah. invite him on. No. So, I do want to go into not just how Biden might soon be mandating vaccines, but how Nicki Minaj, she didn't go to the Met Gala because she isn't vaccinated and was making statements a lot over Twitter. I went and looked at them yesterday. And actually, I very much agree with her. I did get vaccinated but I was very scared to, and they really don't talk about some of the severe side effects that can happen. For the most part, they don't. I got it. I get why most of the world's getting it. Cool. But I also completely understand someone who doesn't want it, and I don't think it should be forced. Um, so that's how I stand. I kind of like that Nikki's standing up to the government. So. Um. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, I'm with you, Kate. I want to hear Koppel's um, <laughs> suburban uh, white parent uh, opinion because I know it's different. <laughs> I saw his face when you said yeah. you agree with Nikki. Yeah, I think Nikki <laughs> needs to shut the fuck up. All right. Seriously, she doesn't know what she's talking about. That doesn't mean she needs to shut the fuck up. She could just not know what she's talking about if she doesn't know what she's talking about. And people are allowed to not know what they're talking about. Of course. And then. Of course, they're allowed to not know. I usually don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm still talking. But when when you have that kind of following, all right, and yeah, I know that like it's it's hard to just say the lowest common denominators over here, and they might listen, so you can't say anything. I don't mean literally someone needs to muzzle her. What I mean is people need to maybe not listen to her on this subject when you've got real medical expertise, a consensus and actual like empirical data showing you why you should most definitely get vaccinated. So right. yeah, she's um, entitled to her opinion. And of course it's a free country, but listen to doctors, listen to public health officials. Don't listen to Nicki Minaj when it comes to vaccinations. I think I would listen to Nicki Minaj over most doctors and health professionals because like I had a doctor <laughs> telling me how to live my life with a huge sty in his eye. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, <laughs> mm. and then Nicki Minaj and is like killing the game. She looks good. Like I'm, a, I'm more likely to listen to someone who's like really attractive doing her thing than some crusty old official that's like, I've been in the lab all day. I got my vaccine. I, mean, I know it works. Okay. I'm chilling. <laughs> but I've also heard some real stories that are not, like personally, that don't get printed in mainstream media. And I think every person has a right to listen to themselves. And that's essentially what she said. She's not anti-vaccine at all. She basically said, feel free to make your own decision. And I'm saying, yes, that's what USA is about, okay? 
making your own fucking decisions. And I do not think these vaccines should be va- should be mandatory. I think it's a good idea. Would I tell people they should probably get it? Yes, but being forced to go fuck yourself. Right. I and I, I I gotta say I agree. And here here is where I think that the the problem that we should be recognizing with the Nicki Minaj thing is is one it's Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj isn't she's she's not even Erica Badu. Like she's not she's not someone that we go to for spiritual guidance, scientific guidance, medical guidance, political guidance. That's not what she's there for, right? Um, she went and she said her opinion on this thing. She said an anecdote that she heard. She said that she was probably still going to get the vaccine, but incur- am I breaking up? No, a okay. tiny bit. Um, yeah. Um, Everybody's got her- a little reverb. Everybody's okay. got a little reverb. Yeah. So she encouraged she encouraged people to look into it for yourself. Do what you want to do. I'm still probably going to do it. Duh. That should have been a one minute little tweet that she did. And because of what our response is to this vaccine, instead of going, well, let me address people's concerns. Let me talk about this. Let me even even um, publicly uh, speak about what some of the effects are so people can be more relieved about it, being like, okay, this is these are things that happen, but these are the chances that it's not going to happen to you, whatever, right? Instead, it goes, we call her stupid. We, we call up the health minister of Trinidad. Why did anyone call up the health minister of Trinidad to ask him if anyone's balls were swollen? And, and, and then he goes, no, yeah. His answer was like, great. He's like, yeah, this was a waste of my time. And, and it was a waste of his time, but not because Nicki Minaj wasted his time. People acted like Nicki wasted his time. No, the people who called him up and was like, prime minister, minister of health of Trinidad, you have to refute this so we can call this girl dumb. We, they invited her to the White House, and they're like, "Oh, like why? Why are they inviting her to the White House? Because she wants to say this instead of being like, let's address this in an open and honest way." Um, and I think that's and 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 I understand that people think, "Well, it's stupid. We could just call her stupid." But your goal isn't to uh, just shame this person and make yourself feel better for an opinion that you already have. If the goal is to get to the people that she's influencing then you have to listen to what she's saying people's concerns are and address those concerns, not just call them stupid. We have a very, we have a tendency, one, especially uh, publicly addressing uh, the vaccine and the vaccine mandates to attack the worst arguments of it publicly. So it seems like there's not actual legitimate arguments that people have. And if you want those people to get it, you have to address those arguments, um, not just call them dumb. And and possibly consider that it might not be right for them to get it. Like, we're, we're arguing something to go, how do we convince this person that we're right, instead of considering that maybe it's not right for them, or maybe they just don't want to do it, maybe they don't want to take the risk. And so I, I, I'm, I'm not for mandates. I'm not for telling everyone that it's cookie cutter. Um, we, I, I understand this whole love we have of I trust the science and I trust doctors. Um, doctors have been wrong before science has been wrong before and it's not to say that they are wrong now that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying don't trust the vaccine or anything but the way you guys just say it and you know since you do have a black person on i'm going to point this out to you especially to black people you're dealing you're dealing in a medical community that currently 
currently now already says that doctors think that black people have a lower threshold of pain. We have uh, higher uh, mother mortality rates because of it, because now we're treated. The Tuskegee experiment ended in the 70s, where they said they were treating black people for illnesses and they weren't. Um, we, like there, there has been a long line of the medical community being fucked to black people, to regular people. You also have Pfizer being the company that paid the most, the most, the highest um, legal fee for specifically having doctors overstate uh, the effectiveness of their drugs while they overestimated the effectiveness of their drugs. That was 10 years ago. And now they're, they're, if, you want, if you want people to be less, less uh, you know, skeptical about the vaccine, stop addressing its critics and address Pfizer's 28% per, uh, uh, profits increase this year. That would make more people feel better than calling Nikki dumb. Like, so there's better ways to address it. I, Aston, I feel like you just made a lot of good points, but I, I haven't heard. Sure. I, I think that people are going to amplify a message that is easy to understand and fun. She said that her cousin's friend had swollen testicles and the woman called off the marriage because of it. That's fun. It's easy to understand. Everyone's going to spread that kind of story. I think the White House inviting her to speak to her, I don't think that was condescending. I think that they recognized that a lot of people listened to her. They wanted to, you know, speak to her, hopefully without condescending to her, just tell her the facts in the hopes that she would go out and sort of spread the message that they want to have out there. Um, and I think that, yeah, pushing, pushing, you know, a fact-based argument is very important and you know mandates her. mandates being like an umbrella term I, I mean are we saying that private companies shouldn't be allowed to have mandates i i don't know i would just like to say they? i would like to say in terms of nikki going to the white house and in terms of facts i think she might have just as many facts as they think they have. I will say, and I have not talked much about how I feel about the vaccination publicly. Like I said, I got it. I don't regret it. But um, I have heard some personal experiences of extreme side effects. And for some reason, they never get to the news. And I know of these personally. And they were extreme. So they do exist. Are they rare? Sure. I don't know the exact number, but I once again also understand people's fear and why I was so scared to get it because I have Lyme disease. I already have certain symptoms and I was frightened. How could that interact with my pre-existing condition I have? So I just think her going to the White House, I don't think it is an insult, but I it could be if they think they're going there to lecture her because that's not how she is. And the government, although there are a lot of good parts to it, there are a lot of hidden, fucked up parts to it. And I think all of that needs to be addressed. And I think it is being addressed more and more, which I'm happy about. I just need to say that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know that it's being addressed uh, more and more, but I'm glad I like. I'm, I'm really I'm really actually happy for Nicki Minaj for like kind of staying strong on it. Uh, I like I don't think you, you you quite grasp how difficult of a thing it is for people to even speak about, because if you openly talk about it, um, you're 
this is what happens, right? You get Nicki Minaj. Every now and then I'll see some celebrity trending and they're trending because they said anything like about the vaccine and immediately after people are canceling them, you're dumb, you're stupid. Oh, I didn't know you rolled with Donald Trump. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, you know, like all this other shit. And they're like, I like, and like if Nicki Minaj, all right, Nicki Minaj said, you know, a wild thing, her cousin's friend's balls swelled up. I'm sure she heard that her cousin's friend's balls swelled up, right? Like, she she's not repeat she's repeating something that she heard. She didn't say like you know, I don't know what the fuck, but she was just repeating her her own words. Yeah, I don't know. I would triple check that before telling you guys that I heard that story. She put it out to I don't what like hundred million people. Twenty million. Uh, sure. But <laughs> it's Twitter. It's Twitter. It's All right. Twitter. Again, I'm not going to start calling anybody stupid. You know, I'm not going to start doing that. I'm just saying, and maybe it's because I come from like a medical family. My brother and my dad are doctors. And I just see the uh, amount of education and expertise it takes and just what you have on one side that are saying, hey, this is the appropriate path to what you have on the other side. It's like, okay, not too difficult to decide which route I'm going to take here. I just want to say something. I have a friend who almost died from the first dose legitimately. I just need to say that. And I know that for a fact personally, and I don't like to talk about it because I'm not trying to fuck. I'm not, I have enough on my plate. I don't need like, actually, I would love to be invited to the white house. Love it. I have a lot of things to say. So, you know what, maybe I should be talking about this. So like, I just, I under, I, I trust science. I got the vaccine, my son got the vaccine, my boyfriend got the vaccine, but at the same time, anyone who doesn't want to get it or is nervous or is questioning anything and doesn't want something forced upon them and their body, I stand with you. And I and, don't think you're stupid. And while we're, while we're talking about that as well, uh, since this is, you know, we're talking comedy, we're talking vaccine, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, another person who they well, the, Joe Rogan will get attacked for any word that he says um, by certain people because they decided that Joe Rogan goes in a certain place. Um, but Joe Rogan, uh, who leading up to this the whole time was like, "Listen, I'm healthy. I'm in good shape. Uh, if I get COVID, my immune system will fight it. Whatever, whatever, whatever." And then he got COVID, and uh, and he took a bunch of stuff for it, including ivermectin. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and then he got better and he's back on his podcast and people are still mad at him and he's going, well, look, I just, I just, I went and did this shit that I said I was going to do. I said, I was going to get it. I said, my body would fight it. I said, I was going to be okay. I took these drugs and now I'm back and I'm healthy. And people are like, fuck Joe Rogan spreading misinformation. I'm like, this nigga just lived it. He just lived it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's, and it's also part of, uh, uh, to me what the arguments are, um, like even like how we argue it. Uh, ivermectin is not a treatment for COVID-19, according to the FDA, and uh, studies are varying what it is. That's not my issue with it. My issue with it is, is that we all call it a horse drug. And they go, oh, these people are just taking horse drugs. And it's like, no, they're not. They're taking a drug that's prescribed by a doctor, by a doctor to these people. That is uh, approved for treatment in humans. They make tablets for humans. 
um, and it's for deworming. Um, but that is someone's doctor saying, hey, we've had some success with this treatment. You should take it. And our argument to it is instead of going, here are the various studies. These are peer reviewed. These are peer reviewed. This is the information we have. We go, it's a horse drug. And now everyone runs around <laughs> making fucking horse memes and shit of people turning into horses because they took a drug that is in small doses used for horses. Like we're arguing it wrong. We're uh-huh. debating this issue wrong. We're not debating it scientifically. Uh-huh. We're debating it. My doctor says this. So everything else that's not this is wrong. Uh, so again, I think we're it's arguing the most this childish shit. It's the most yeah. childish shit. It's like you latch on like horse drug, or it's like not right. even the argument at all. It's just right. like a term that will frighten or make people think a certain thing instead of actually all of us figuring out what the truth is. And, well, and that's up the thing to insult something. That that catches on like wildfire <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Like that's just you know. Th- then anyone, if you're arguing with them, they have a retort to the argument, right there, and it's clever and it's right. catchy. And boom. Yeah. Yes. It's like when I was teaching that one time, and the kid was like veggie burger, veggie burger, and it was so annoying, but everyone kept laughing. They just kept laughing. Yeah. That do- little bastard. <laughs> it's like did he called you a veggie burger? They always thought it was weird that I was a vegetarian. So just to get a reaction, I'd be trying to teach veggie burger. And it's like the dumbest but catchiest. So then everyone was like, <laughs> veggie burger. And I'm like, no, like, no, let's learn. Let's talk. Like, let's not do that. So it's it's a similar thing. And now, That kid sounds I, awesome. That kid sounds like the fucking man, dude. He's, yeah. got, he's, got, he's got a future. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're going to have him on the podcast next week. Yeah, dude, I want to hang out with that fucking kid. He sounds Wouldn't like a couple siege, veggie burger. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's mean. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <laughs> You're going to be like, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> shut up, Veggie Burger. was inspired by Copster, and we're going to bring it to Aston first, but then we can all kind of do this. Aston, what makes you nostalgic for home, for Philly? Like, what when you come back here, what pulls you back here? I mean, it's all. Sorry, I'm hungry for one. But yeah, that's it. It's cheesesteaks. It's it's cheesesteaks. If I when I get off the plane, I'm like, where's the first cheesesteak coming from? (laughs) Where usually I'll get it in the car on the way home. Um, My mom, my mom always offers to make one a homemade cheesesteak for me. She's like, oh, I can make a cheesesteak. And I was like, mom, 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 I love your I love your cooking. I love your cheesesteaks. But, like, I need to go to, like, I want Rich's Deli or some shit. Like, I got to go and get, like, a cheesesteak from a, a cheesesteak spot. And then we can have a homemade cheesesteak later on while I'm home. I'm going to need multiple cheesesteaks while I'm home. But, uh, yeah, usually cheesesteak and maybe, you know, pop it, pulling up in a Wawa. I never, I never had somebody make me a good cheesesteak that wasn't just, I, that wasn't bought from a restaurant. I never had somebody make it at home and it was good. My mom makes a good cheesesteak, but it ain't. It ain't like it ain't like gyms right. or like, yeah 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. 
I get that. You, you know what I like is when you're away, like I was just in Disney uh, last week and the people in Disney are weird because most people in Disney are wearing Disney stuff. And most of the other people are wearing sports gear from wherever they're from. And if you see someone wearing Philly stuff, I get excited and I'll see someone. I'll be like, I right, go birds. And Philly people will just look at you like you're an asshole. Like, and I'm like, I love Philly people. The best. Like that makes me feel like, all right, I'm back home. Uh, like I'm a really, dickhead for I, even talking to them. I I do that all the time here. Like if anyone has eagle stuff on it, like and I spot it from forever, and my girlfriend's noticing. She's like, you say it to every person. I'm like, yeah, every single person I see with eagle stuff. I'm like, go birds, go birds. All right, go birds. And a lot of people just look at me, just like, hmm, all right. Sometimes yeah. I'll get a real enthusiastic high five. Other times you're like, dude, I feel like you might get a point or a nod, but they won't smile. <laughs> Philly people. Yeah, love them. Yeah. Also, what would, what would you, what would make you reminiscent if you were out of town? Like, what would pull you back, if anything? Whenever I'm out of town, I'm, ju I'm just, I want to stay out of town. <laughs> I'm like, where I live sucks. People are mean as shit. I mean, basically, I always thought it's just ironic that it's called the city of brotherly love because we're such bastards. <laughs> we're all, we're all such mean bastards here. I've been to other places, really and I'm true. like. People are nice as shit here. Everywhere I ever went, besides besides Philly. It's like, people are nice as shit here. <laughs> we used like, to like, go to an Eagles bar here, and, uh, and you know, we would wake up, go to the Eagles bar, and it was, like, we're in California. The bar was, like, all dark. They had most of the windows closed. <laughs> it's all Philly people in there. They're just, like, screaming and angry. And we went there for a couple of weeks, and we were like, you know what? This is why we left Philly. We left Philly so we didn't have to be around these people. Let's go. Let's go sit at a nice patio outside bar where the sun's shining and people are happy. And like, let's go do that instead of go sit at the bad vibes bar that that Philly brought to California somehow. So, again, Disney last week, happiest place on earth. I at one point I hear behind me someone go, dude. Dude, you suck right now. You just suck right now. Stop it. I turn around and it's a grown man wearing a Phillies hat yelling at his five-year-old kid. And I was like, yes. I was like, that's that's why I'm here right now. That's an amazing story. I will say for me, uh, because I did recently come back to the area, and one of the things I'm loving, there are, especially in the Bucks County area, there are some gorgeous parks and reservations. Like, some of the trees and the wildlife, when you can find it out here, is really just stunning, and there are some incredible lakes. Um, so the landscape can be quite beautiful in certain areas. And then also, I have to say, even though some of our hometowners can be a little mean, I miss a lot of our, our childhood friends, which, you know, kind of came up in the last like two, three years, like a pull to really come back to the area and reconnect to certain people I hadn't really talked to. But I will say that it has also been a nice pull getting to be around like you guys even, do you know what I mean? Like years and years can go by, but there's still such a family vibe with a lot of us. So... That also pulls me 
Yeah, that's nice. Right. Veggie burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just fucked you up, Kate. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. It was like pretty obvious to everybody. He just fucked you up, <laughs> dude. You're being such a veggie burger right now. No, I missed you too. <laughs> what makes me nostalgic, my friends? I love them. Oh, I mean, that that kid, you that asshole. kid's a complete asshole because it's not funny at all. Like if he was if he was saying something funny, that's like that's all right. Like, but he was that's not really funny at all. That's why it's funny. Yeah, that's why I like the it. Simplicity I think. of it. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> not clever. That same day, he pulled a knife on me in class that same day. So you know, it wow. didn't. <laughs> He's got range. I love that he pulled a knife on you, but you were more troubled by veggie burger. <laughs> veggie burger is gonna last with you forever. You're gonna hold that. He was like, I right, put a knife. Kids will be kids. <laughs> he called me Veggie Burger in front of everyone. <laughs> Yo, you like, I guess you knew he was like spiraling out of control. Like you could see the. It was also my fault. I have to claim it. Uh, he started saying Veggie Burger. I started saying certain things that a teacher should not really have said. It was, it was a. Uh... <laughs> Maybe you should have a Veggie Burger, you fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I, uh, I really look when I was teaching in this particular place, it's where like the bloods and crips mingled. Like I taught bloods and crips. Like it was a different vibe where I had to become pretty tough to survive. Like they tried to chase me out for fun. They're like, how long will it take to get this one out? And like, I had to learn to get real tough and like they respected you if you talked a certain way. I took it too far. I was, you know, he messed with me, I messed with him. I was the adult I should not have. I regret it. But I just you remember what you said. I do and I will not repeat it uh. because you know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get back into society in a certain way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Aren't Bloods and Crips isn't that like a West Coast thing? No, they No, it's here too. Oh, okay. They they, um, they very successfully franchised that gang. I don't know how they did it, uh, but they really took it coast to coast. Uh, <laughs> Bloods and Crips are they, they they've got fashion everywhere, which is it's it's crazy. Like there's like you don't need Bloods and like Crips and in M13, New York. I believe that's MS, the gang. MS13. MS13, and then Latin Kings. Latin there Kings. were a bunch. I have to reference all my gangs. Yeah, my mother-in-law is very afraid of MS-13. Well, that's because the, the TV told her to be. <laughs> I don't know um, if the kid that pulled a knife on Veggie Burger was MS-13. He could have been. He has to be. No, I think he was Latin Kings. Mm. Um, shout outs. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Yeah. Um, now, I would like to talk. I guess one last topic, and this is very outdated, um, but like I guess CG and I were talking about this and I had to bring it up, is I'm sure you guys heard about the high schooler who had a threesome with two teachers. Have you heard of this story? No. no? Tell me about this king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a dude. Yeah, speaking of kids that I respect. It was a dude and it was two chick teachers. Oh, he, man. He was having an affair with one of the teachers. They were having the emotional and romantic thing. They were 
having sex in different places. And then I guess she told another teacher friend about it. And that's how that the threesome thing came about. And then the, the student who I think was 16 at the time when they were sleeping, decided to take a picture of him, including his genitals in the picture to prove and like took the picture. But, um, that's how you be proving shit. But she got out of the she got out of the threesome charge. There wasn't enough evidence or something, but she did get, I think, in trouble for just the sex stuff. I don't mean to say just, but like she did get uh, she was held accountable. I forget the exact sentence, but she did, I believe, get off of the threesome thing. Um, I think it's obviously still horrific. No teacher, male or woman male or female should ever that's it's power dynamic it's fucked up but i know a lot of guys when they hear that a high school male had sex with a hot teacher they almost want to high five him so i'm curious what your guys's thoughts are on these things i don't think i really have a hard time thinking like a young man is being taken advantage of if like a if like an attractive woman is saying like, hey, you can do what you want to me sexually and stuff like that. I think that kid, he just got, it's, it's Christmas for him. And so like, if I see a lady getting like cuffed, I'm like, I, like, I don't like this society anymore. Like I'm pretty on board with all the laws we have here. But like when I see like a hot woman getting getting cuffed because she gave a young boy the time of his life, I'm appalled, quite frankly. <laughs> You see, I I am grateful for those the statutory laws, um, but I will Me say too, when they're the other direction, other direction. These these kids are very they're not mentally prepared. But but I will say that if the kid is 16, 17 years old, as much as it's wrong, and I want that you know teacher to face consequences, <laughs> that kid is awesome. <laughs> like that dude's probably awesome and it's wrong and it shouldn't happen I mean, and the teachers like no matter how awesome he is she should be in trouble that is wrong and i i, I also want to point out because you usually a lot of times you see this happening with uh you know a, a young male student and a female teacher is what we see a lot of and I think that's kind of indicative of to just maybe how trash dudes are. One that these women are like, I gotta get, I gotta get them before they're corrupted. I gotta get them before they're ruined. These men out, these men out here are terrible. I'm dating men my own age, cheating. This kid, I know where he, I know where he's gonna be during the day. He's Wait, in my classroom. Oh, maybe Brian from class actually. <laughs> yeah. he's in great shape he's on the football team he's got his ass he's got stamina still um, got a six pack yeah you know what i'm saying um we also have to remember you know kate you and i have taught we've known a lot of teachers um i got out of college i had a, my education degree at like 21 years old right i, I taught elementary school um, but there's like 21 year olds that come out of school and they send them to some high school, you know, and they're not that far apart. Um, especially if, 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 uh, you know, I hear all the time, like women aren't done fully developing until they're 25, you know, you might have some young girl, you know, she's, 
she's going out to the bar on the weekend. She's partying, trying to do her thing. Here's some 16, 17-year-old kid just got his mustache in. You know, he's hitting the gym, probably got some creatine. One of his friends gave him to do good old football team. We're, it, it's, it's, it's a more, more blurred line than we want it to believe that it is. He just got um, a mustache in. He just got a mustache. He just got it. Um, Can't resist. And I don't, I'm not saying that it's okay. Um, I'm with CG kind of in that I, I, no, in that I don't like to see I don't like to see anybody arrested. I'm pretty against um prison. I, I mean like if, if you have like, you know, some woman who probably going through some stuff, if she's got a date a sixteen year old kid and some sixteen year old kid who might have some stuff that he needs to work out, it seems like a problem that is less corrected by prison than by like maybe don't have her around kids anymore and talk to her about what's going on that She's fucking kids. And this kid was also probably pretty hot if she could talk her friend into joining her. Yeah, <laughs> true that. Like yeah. yeah, dude, this, and, this kid was bringing the thunder. And he can work his <laughs> problems out all up in that ass. That's yeah. what I like about it. <laughs> I think that's exactly what the judge said during his ruling. <laughs> I understand he was working out his problems all up in that ass. but this All up is in that ass. That is disgusting. Okay, I'm going to have is, to add my wait. opinion because you three heathens. <laughs> yeah, what would you like to say, Koppel? What I will say is I think that society has gone a long way in, like cor- correcting the misogynistic way that we look at like, you know, the male-female dynamics in these types of situations. Like I'm watching impeachment right now, which is the story of Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky was like 22, 23 years old. She carried on this affair. Now, she was an intern. You talk about a whacked out power dynamic. He was the most powerful man in the world. Like, how inappropriate is this? And the whole world basically decided, let's laugh at her. Let's basically call her a chubby slut and make her the monster and the butt of all the jokes. And Bill Clinton, I don't think he lost any support. I think everybody was like, dude, Bill's just be- – he's just a dog. What you going to do? <laughs> and I think we've come a long way into like, that's pretty fucked up actually. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I was – I suggested to Kate that if you've been threesome by two of your teachers, you start the Me Three movement. That's, <laughs> that's what I suggested to Kate. <laughs> but she thought that was, that was sick. Sorry, Kate. I didn't think it was a completely sensitive statement, although I could see the humor as well. (laughs) But um, no, I think because of power dynamics, I understand what you guys are saying. I've heard many men have that reaction when they hear about that story. But what they don't realize is that when you're 16 and there's an adult, that (laughs) Power dynamics being off can just be very dangerous, and men can be. I'm not saying this particular one will be messed up from it. Maybe he thinks he's the man and feels good. Okay. But there are certain circumstances where someone could be coerced because of that power dynamic, even as a male. And we just have to look out for kids and anyone who uh, doesn't have as much power as someone else. But I will still take in the other opinion you guys are saying, but I'm just like, don't fuck kids. 
as yeah. an adult, don't fuck kids. Like, let's just maybe mm -hmm. we could all. And, and 16 still a kid, in my opinion. Yeah. I think we should my all pray for 15. that kid. My son's 15. If I found out <laughs> a teacher was, was fucking my 15 year old, we would have a lot of fucking problems. Yeah, and I'd be hanging out with your 15 year old because you'd be <laughs> fucking man. Yo, CG. <laughs> <sighs> okay, John, what were you going to say? <laughs> you were adding something? I was just say, going to say that I think that Siege has said a lot of despicable things. <laughs> and honestly, I'm I'm disgusted. But Kate, I'm with you, girl. You made some good points, and um, I think you're very brave. That's all I was going to say. And I will also, I'll also add to this uh, on a more serious note and towards what Kate's saying. Um, I do think as men and not just, not just young men, but men in general, and it's the thing that kind of like plagues men is the idea that like all sex is good. You have to take all sex. The more sex you get, the better. Um, you know, like I know guys, I know personally back in my younger days, like when I was in college, I, I had several girls who I felt like pushed themselves onto me. Um, and, and you, like, if you try to like tell someone about it, they don't care. Um, it's just like, yeah, man, well, yeah, you got laid, you got laid. Right. Um, and, and, and maybe this kid will be troubled later on by it. Maybe he'll just grow up into the same type of men that we are that are just like, yeah, high five, high five, like bury it, bury it, bury it. Um, I remember it, little Wayne, there's a little Wayne documentary. And Lil Wayne uh, talked about the first time he lost his virginity, where she was like 13 years old, and Birdman just sent a woman in, sent a prostitute in, and said, go suck Wayne's little dick. And so Wayne said he, like, the woman blew him, um, and he might have had sex with her, and then he said he cried, and he cried, and he cried. Aww. But And then he was like, and you can hear the pain as he's talking about it. He's like, man, I cried, but that was great. That was great. That was the best day of my life. Da, 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 because like that's what he is like wired to have to say mm. and there's like a trauma there that we're not addressing um because we all go like high five oh i, I wish i got my dick sucked at 13 even though he's sitting there telling you it was a traumatic experience for him so kate is correct we can be more conscious of uh of these things not to say we have to assume that it's bad or assume that it's good but be conscious mm. Exactly. Thank you. No, yeah. like, I do know some men who were molested around 13, 14, like an age where they're not just a kid and they have very conflicted feelings about it. And I think it's important to say that women can be sexual predators too. And people forget that, you know, men obviously can be, but women can be as well. And we have to like, hear out anyone's story if in college has there's story, some like robot women there's some like kind of terminator women and they know when you're drunk they know when you're past a certain and then they're like radars on you like they know like they know, know like to go get you right now like there's yeah there's several you see them in college they're like yeah they're terminators yeah terminate that penis <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, so I just want to acknowledge, you know, women can be yeah. predators and 
people should be held accountable depending on the situation. It's yeah. all situational. You can't really blanket it. But in general, don't fuck teenagers, kids. If you're an adult, if you're another teenager. Right. Don't yeah. fuck your students is a pretty easy line to <laughs> not cross. Go to a neighboring high school. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, no, Aston. I was on board. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Try to get rid of the power dynamic. That's all, you know. If we put if I put posts on Facebook like don't bang your students, would that be would I get some pull from that like society? You know how people put up posts all the time to make themselves look like good people? Yeah. Just virtue signaling. What? Yeah, just virtue signal over that cuz I feel like yeah. a lot of people use other things but nobody's been like, "Hey, maybe stop fucking teenagers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's done it yet. So yeah. I want to like hashtag hashtag maybe don't fuck teenagers. Is that too long? <laughs> sorry, guys. CG is so immature. <laughs> I'm really sorry about my friend. It's <laughs> oh, ridiculous. I'm just glad that we could get together with like three of the funniest people I ever met and just tackle the most serious subjects. <laughs> would ever bring up to me hey john what should we do about this problem like well you came to the right place uh, <laughs> well Listen, if we've learned I, anything in the last year or so is that we all get to be experts yes <laughs> we all the answers were here the whole time the answers were within you <laughs> all right you don't need no education you don't need no degrees just look within I know, I know a guy that something happened to once. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. We're wrapping this up. Aston, where can people find you? Uh, you can uh, catch FBRK Radio Podcast. Uh, that's on Spotify, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, whatever. I currently have my uh, Donda album review up right now. Uh, if you want to go check that out, the last episode is on uh, the one before that is I've been doing very specific episodes. So I did a Israel Palestine episode. Um, I did a uh, Donda episode. So there's the last two episodes. So go check those out. They're both very good. Um, and then I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just get back to the regular format later. Uh, politics, religion and Kanye West. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's it. I should tell you real quick, Aston. Thank you for coming, by the way. Me and Kate and Koppel tried to do an Israel versus Palestine episode ourselves, and it crashed and burned hard. So I hope <laughs> oh. yours was successful. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty solid. Um, <laughs> ours was not what you could call solid. But what? We solved it by saying we would bring dope ass comedy shows to the UN and all over. And Aston, there's a spot for you on that dope ass comedy tour. So, oh, I got it. Uh, we have to do it in the United States because the things I had to say, they might not let me back in or just keep me wherever I am. So, yeah, we got to do it here, maybe on Zoom so they can't come get me. Okay. Even better. <laughs> where can people find you in your podcast you listen to peaks podcast you can get that anywhere you listen to podcasts uh instagram peaks underscore podcast like the facebook page whatever and uh you know follow hashtag maybe don't fuck teenagers <laughs> <laughs>
which will be up by the time you hear this podcast. It's so, already trending. Uh, it, I just checked. It's CG's new attempt to show society he cares. <laughs> Um, my picture will be on it. I'll put my picture code. <laughs> oh, dude, with the, you with the new ponytail? It's perfect. <laughs> no! Oh my gosh. Uh, guys, <laughs> if you want a healing, kwolf27 2Fs at gmail.com. Well, that made it sound, okay. kwolf27 at gmail.com 2Fs in the last name. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for joining. You've been awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, y'all. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.